Okay. There we go. All right. Praise the Lord. It's good to hear the voice of the Lord. It's good to hear God speaking through people. Good to hear testimonials of what has happened as you walk your walk and go about your daily life. It's good to hear this. I'm sure many others are out there with many testimonials. And I hope in time we get to hear those. Because I think they're going to be greater than you have experienced in the past. I believe there's going to be more of them than you than you have experienced in the past. So uh, that's kind of where I'm going today. Kind of amazing how the Lord brings about testimonials. Those were not planned. Those were not planned. Kids, you. Free to go to your classes? James, you can stay seated. All right. Well, it's been a while since I have shared... And I gave uh, a little instruction back here that I was going to be in Hebrews chapter 12, but uh, I don't know about that. But anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Praise the Lord. I was uh, sharing a while ago, uh, Josh came up to me and he says, man, is everything okay? He said, I was. I was up several times last night praying for you. I knew something is going on, you know. I said, well, thank you. I needed it a lot. And I've had prayer twice today, this morning, being here. And you may think I need it a few more times before it's over with. But anyway, uh, it's mighty interesting some of the things that uh, has been going on. Uh, one of the words that has been bring, has been being brought to us uh, over several years now. I don't know exactly how long have you been here, Tommy. How long have you been speaking? Uh, gosh, seven or eight years. Wow, for seven or eight years, then I know one of his themes has been the kingdom of God. It's been on the kingdom of God. And it's been on the kingdom of God that we are in, not that we are hoping for. Now, I enjoy the thought and the hope that we are looking for. It's exciting to me to think about something that I have not and will not experience here, but will experience one day. To me, that's exciting. I'm I'm thrilled over that. But I do recognize that a lot of times we fail to recognize the kingdom that we're in now because we're looking at what is to come. 
as something that is to come by and by. I believe that the kingdom of God is so right here, right now, and so tangible for us today that it is wrong for us to think of it as something we will experience somewhere down the road. The testimonies that we have been hearing here are little lights of the kingdom of God. They're flickers of His great light and His guidance. They're a little move in our life, and we have all experienced that. We have all walked our walk, and we have all, at times, seen these little things that God has been doing. Many times we have shrugged them off and just sort of let them go. Just kind of, well, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing God did there. How did He give me that little bit of light? Or how did He share that with somebody? And we just think of it as something that God just sort of popped in for the second and did. But God is far more interested in us coming to the revelation that He is here in the midst of us, Now, that He is right here operating with us right now. Every minute of every day. One of the things that interested me this week is we have this friend, real close friend, and they've they've been here uh, and... We enjoy their company, but there is a phrase that is used a lot of time, and I, I hear it among a lot of people, that they don't want to do anything unless they hear God say to them, do it, do it. You know, well, I don't want to do anything unless I just hear God say, do something. Now, I'm going to go out here a little bit, might, might ruffle a feather or two here just a little bit, but, but I want to say something. Uh, we, we've heard that story, and it may be just a story, just for, to prove a point. I don't know that it's true. But the man sitting on the house in the midst of the flood, and the last place he had to sit was on the peak of his roof. And the boat comes by. And, and they say, well, come on, get in. That's okay, I'm, I'm waiting on God. And in a little bit, another boat comes by picking up people, survivors. And that's all right, I, I just want to, I'm waiting to hear from God. <clears throat> and after a while, he's gone. All the whole time sitting there waiting to hear an audible voice from God or a I guess a boat coming by saying Holy Spirit or something on the side of it. Uh, you know, something like that. And he, and he is washed away with the flood. You know, God is here in the very common things 
speaking and doing things. Now, I'm going to I'm going to say something else that uh, uh, Billy touched on. It's a little hard to deal with because we're constantly going about rebuking the devil anytime some little something that is contrary to our life thinking arises. And we rebuke the devil over it. And we just fight the devil over everything that is a little contrary to what we think deals with our faith or our our way of life. But I want to read something here for you. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3, it says this, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Now, the thing that got me all started on all this uh, some time back was these wonderful words that just, they're just, uh, they're gold. To me, they, when I hear them in my ear, they they have a tone that is, that is lovely to me. I love to hear these words. Consider him. Consider him. Consider this one who endured, and and I usually stop there, but. Uh, This time I couldn't stop with just consider Him. Consider Him who endured such hostility from sinners against Himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Now, there's the reason that this verse rang out in my heart, because I am looking at the hostility. I am looking at the discouragement. I'm looking at our our country. We're citizens of this country. We do have a right to vote and we should operate in it. We do have a right to support people that are doing godly things. We should do that. We are a citizenship, citizenry, of another country that is far above that. Praise God. We are a part, we are a citizenry of of a country that God is the ruler. There will be no arguments with Him. One tried to do that one time. It didn't work out too good for him. Because he was beheld as, as a streak of lightning that was cast out of heaven. I am so thankful that God chose to replace that position. And when he chose to replace that position, in his wisdom, he set us on earth. We are the ones, and the devil knows it, that are designed to take his place. We will worship and praise God. 
We'll do all the other things that God wants to do with us, whatever that is. It will be amazing. But here is where we get started. Today, now. We will hear the voice of God. We will walk in the voice of God. Though hostilities rise against us, though disappointments come up before us, we will stand in the midst of the winds and the waves, the things that are contrary to our nice way of thinking, that God should be doing this for us and God should be doing that for us. What God is doing for us is He is maturing us and growing us up. Not to be like, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) not to be like the little plant that grows up and grows so frail and so weak that any sun or any wind or any kind of flood even, will overrun it and uproot it and cast it out. But that we, God's children, will be strong, will be well grounded in all of our faith, that no matter what our day is, no matter if the seas calm, or if it's boiling, our ship is going to sail correctly. We have an anchor of the soul. And that's why I hear these words, consider Him. Consider Him who endured such hostility from sinners against Himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Our goal is to help you not be discouraged and weary. There are times when it gets difficult. There are days with our families, if it's not of our own making, it will come up by either those that we work with, or our very own family, that we have to deal with and and serve the living God in the midst of the problem and the stress and what could be, yes, discouragement. This uh, passage that I was reading there, it's, uh, there is, uh, there's one here that goes with it in Acts chapter 2. The first sermon that's preached. Peter is preaching, and he says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus, and this is Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God 
to you by miracles and wonders and signs. That's what we all want to see. We want to see miracles, wonders, and signs. Which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Well, I could have went off there on that, but let's, let's just go on. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Did you, did you read that? Did you, did you hear that? You know, we want things to be nice. We want things to be good. But him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands have crucified and put to death. Kind of is hard to come to grips with, but here is the evil of the world and the greatness of God operating in the same act. And yet we want to rebuke all the world and put all that completely gone because we hear the words ring, every good and perfect gift comes from God. But we don't want to real come to the grips with the fact that every good and perfect gift is also tested and proven. Gold doesn't come out nice and shiny until it's been through the fire. Silver isn't this pretty and beautiful until it's been through the oven. These precious stones that we wear so often isn't so beautiful when you dig them out of the ground. They go through a tumbler. They're tossed. They rub against each other until finally the beauty comes out, of which we, the body of Christ, are fitly joined together so that everyone can supply and we can have love for one another, which is one of the last points that I want to do. It's in the last, the first verse, second, first and second verse of chapter 13 of Hebrews. Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing some have unwittingly entertained angels. Now, there's another point that I want to get to before we get to there. In verse 12 of Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Strengthen the hands that hang down. Strengthen the feeble knees. 
In this time, in this day, in our country and everything, we're here to strengthen one another, to exhort, to edify one another. Because healing will take place. It will take place. Why will it take place? Because it already has taken place. And as we become acquainted with the kingdom of God that is right now very present, we will see the healing that has already taken place because we will proclaim it and it will happen. It will become visible. It will become visible. Now, it's easy to use the word healing, but we're not just talking about healing. We're talking about loving one another. It takes a lot of healing to love one another. Because of all the stuff that has gone on in our lives and still surfaces once in a while, it takes a lot of God's healing. Husbands and wives can testify to that. And, it, and that's one of the things right there in chapter 13, when you read right on just a little bit. It says, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Let your conduct be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, you know, to live a Christian life, it, it's not just how many times you read the Bible through. It's not just how many times you may pray. Uh, to, to live a Christian life is to have a relationship with God the Father that He is able to speak directly to you and instruct you in the things of His life, of this life. Now, I, I love to read Proverbs. <clears throat> I love to re read Proverbs. I consider, I kind of give it this title, Prophetic Proverbs. And the reason I give it that title is because in the book of Proverbs, it lists good, righteous ideas, living, good Good living concepts. It tells you them over and over, and it deals with man's attitude and his actions and stuff like this. And so if it's telling you those kind of good things, you know what you can do? You can go out and proclaim those things. You can speak them. You can speak them. You want them changed in your life? Speak them. Put them in your heart and speak them. Speak them out there. You want, you want things changed in your, your family, your children? Put those things in your heart and speak them. Speak them out there. Speak the things that are holy and good and righteous. Speak those things. It says that Jesus went to the cross 
despising the shame. He rejected the shame, but he was doing it for the glory that was set before him. And if and if there is a goal that you got that's that's out there to be set before you, your family to be raised up to hear uh, for you to hear the word of God, your family to hear the word of God, for that to happen in everybody's life. We, we, we get into the Word and we speak the things that are holy and godly and just and good and, and we let, we see the kingdom develop before us. We see it develop right out there before us. Boy, this week I about stuck my foot right. I'm telling you, God just saved me. I can't believe how I can, how God has so done that for me so often, so often just pull me right out of the fire. I was making up a box because I wanted to get power to the room, okay? Just just so people can do their business. Now, we had already laid out a little plan. I'm on a rabbit trail. We'd already laid out a little plan how each one was going to do this and this and somebody's going to do that and that, you know. But things got thrown right out in the wind right, right when we got there. And, and I wound up over here bringing these lines in and connecting them up and trying to get power out to these boxes so they can just work. Carpenters can work and this, that, and other. And so I'm over there. Well, this one guy, God's put him in my life. Wow. And, and, and I love him. I really do. I, I love him. We, we have some of the best times and some of the worst times. And, and so here it is, you know, we're going and he and I had talked on the phone the night before and we had laid out this plan, but when we got there, we're both doing something different. And, and, and so, you know, you just go with the flow. You just go with the flow. You just you just do what you can do, and everybody's supposedly working together. But you know what? Not only, I mean, we were doing what we do. We were working together. But he keeps throwing up and says, Well, you're supposed to be over here cutting this lights in, you know. And, well, you're over there doing something else. Well, I don't see you're, you're not going to do what you, you planned to do. Well, the whole time he wasn't doing what he had planned to do either. He just talking. It's one of those. I don't know. Some of you don't know this, but sometimes you get on jobs, and and uh, and you just you just do stuff. You say things and carry on. You know, and it's just to break the monotony. You know, it's just it's just it's just so that something's going on, and and you just have to rise above it. You know, and go on. But he's uh, but here he is, and he just keeps throwing this stuff. You know, it's just like. Uh, I, I kind of liken it to, I, I sort of hate to tell the youth this or any young ones, but we used to, we used to make up little wet spitballs and we'd, you know, and we had this teacher that'd go to sleep at a certain time and boy, when, the, when they woke up, there would be spit wads and spitballs all over the chalkboard back there. And, uh, and so anyway, she snatched me out of my seat one day and called me three of my uncle's names before she could even get to mine. She was so mad at me. 
yank me down to the principal's office, you know. And uh, so while we was going out the door, she throwed, I throwed all the evidence away in the trash can. And, and when we got down there, the principal says, says uh, okay, Mr. Crawford, let's open that hand up. I opened the hand up, and there's nothing in there. Oh, did she go ballistic. Oh, oh, she was really out of here, you know. And so anyway, I got sent back. But, but uh, yeah, I was... I wasn't like I should have been there, but anyway. So, here this guy is, and he's throwing stuff, you know, and it's like spitballs hitting on the wall, and I'm just trying to get things done, and I was, and this was Friday, and I was leaving early because I was trying to get home to get back in the Word some more, and and, uh, and had the tax person to go see. Oh, gosh, I don't want to burden you down with all my stuff, but that's that just a lot of... Pressure, time pressure. And so he says, well, <clears throat> well, you know, why don't you just leave that alone over and let me do it? What? You know, first off, some people call helpers just wire pullers and, you know, and I pull a lot of wire, but I do know how to make up a box. I do know how to put put stuff in the right places in a room. And and so and he he threw that at me, you know, well, why don't you just go on and just let me do it, you know. We we had another jump, a little another little rabbit trail. We had another job one time and and uh we're doing all this stuff and here comes this new boy. Now I, I wanna tell you, he's good. He's good. He knew what he was doing. But the first thing he did when he walked on the job after we'd been there for two or three days, where's the panel? Where's the panel? He's going to go straight to the panel. You know, let me tell you something. That don't bother me, but I'm doing that to show you that you don't say that to most old-time Electricians, first guy in on the first days in on the job, and he says something like that. That don't go over too good. So anyway, here he is. He's telling me, "You just go on. Just let me do that." Well, I looked at my watch, and it's kind of getting late anyway. And I said, "You know what? I can go on to the house now. It's about time." So I grabbed my stuff up and I started. Oh, oh, oh! Are you mad? Oh, I didn't mean. Are you mad? You know, don't don't be a man. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? Uh, I need to go to the house anyway. Time's time's right. And I, I really need to go, you know. Well, well, we're just going to go when you go. Oh, I knew that wouldn't work. Josh would not like that. Not this Josh, but my boss Josh. He wouldn't like that. So I said, all right. I said, uh, we'll get 45 more minutes. Well, we gave it almost an hour. So anyway, we, we stayed with it and we got it all done. But I say all that to say, when, when the body works together, when you supply, every man supplies what, what we're supposed to supply, then we, we will grow and we will become that, that chunk of gold or that piece of silver or that or that uh, 
uh, jewelry that's so nice and shiny. But, you know, getting there, it's not pretty. It's not pretty always. It's difficult. And, and husbands and wives loving one another. One of the biggest, best things in all of Christianity is a husband and wife loving one another. And caring for one another. And, and when things are not just right with the other, don't get offended. Don't get offended. Know how to, know how to step in there and be the helper. Sometimes being a helper just means sort of being out of the way for a little bit. Just, just sort of ease around that. He's around everything a little bit. Just sort of let it go a little bit. You know? And then a kind word somewhere down the line. The Bible says a soft answer turneth away wrath. It's, it's good. It's good. And the other point that I wanted to bring here is in verse 18 of chapter 12. In verse 18 of chapter 12, it says, For you have not come to the mountain." that may be touched, and that burned with fire, and to blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. Now, this was the old thing. God's presence. And we're talking about the kingdom of God here. We're talking about the kingdom of God here. We still relate the kingdom of God as being something so far out yonder or like an earthquake and the heavens shaking and the mountains turning black and, and people dying and any animal that comes by is going to be stoned and, and we just, we think about the kingdom of God as being something yet far away. But here's what he says, and this is about the kingdom of God today. That was the old presence of God. Believe me, it would shake the mountains. It would char the whole top. It would split the oceans. It would split rocks. It would do all those things. The presence of God. But today, He has brought the kingdom of God to us through His Son, Jesus Christ who entered into the dark regions and arose again, that we might have life and have it more abundantly, that we could walk in His presence and not be burnt to a crisp, that we might walk in His presence and know Him, the Father, the loving, caring Father, the King of kings, the one 
whose scepter shall not depart from him. He is the king. He is the ruler. He is the one who loves us beyond measure. Talks to us every day. Talks more than we even know. More than we even know. It's easy to get offended at a friend. It's easy to get moved out of the way by a husband or a wife. It's easy to get distraught at political things going on around us. But when we have the conviction, when we have the conviction of God, the God who speaks to us. When we have this conviction, we can walk and display the kingdom of God. We can see the healing that has already happened manifest itself in our midst. The people that are so confused with earthly and worldly ideas. The Scripture describes that kind of confusion like venom, that a snake hits you and puts venom in. It describes it like Sodom and Gomorrah. And it talks about the attitudes and the actions there. And if you read that chapter, you'll see those references. It's a venom that all kinds of, they, they, they get you sort of different ways. Some nervous system and different, just different ways in the body. It bothers people differently. And sometimes it does just what it just said. Some people, it just bothers differently. There may be some general things happen, but but I, I, I hear all these little home remedies and everything, and believe me, I like them. And I take a lot of them, you know, from time to time. Some pretty regular. But some of those remedies won't help you. They're good for me. Some of yours won't help me. But they're good for you. Your bodies are different. We're all different. We have something to add to the work of God, and we all come together to, to uh, put the flavor in the kingdom and in the working of the church. And I, I want to read on here so I can get through. For, and this is verse 20, it says, "...for they could not endure what was commanded." And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I'm exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, 
to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better than that of Abel. It's not a... It's not blood that cries out for vengeance. It's blood that speaks of a new covenant. And it's represented right here. When you identify, when you identify, we had a time today of identifying. But we have times every day of identifying. Everywhere we go, and and whatever we do, we are identifying. Who are you identifying with? We have come to the church of the firstborn. Jesus said, the kingdom is nigh you, even in you. It's even in you. The kingdom of God is even in you. The 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 ones that didn't listen to the voice of God before, all of them, except just a little handful, perished. They perished. When we don't hear the voice of God, it doesn't bring good consequences. It doesn't bring good consequences. That's not to put anybody down. This is to encourage you that we are here today in the, in the greatest time, the greatest opportunity, the greatest thing that is available to man, and that is the kingdom of God. We haven't come to a mountain burning on top. We've come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God. The city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. This is not talking about someday when we die, we're going to the new Jerusalem in heaven. We're talking about something present today, right now. Right now. This is ours today, right now. We have come to that, to an innumerable company of angels. There's all kinds of help out here. There's so much help, we can't even number it. It's, it's not here to take the place of Christ. It's, a here, it's here of the whole package. It's the whole package that God has set up that works for us all. It works for everything around us. We're not walking up here by ourselves. There's angels all about us. The Holy Spirit, who is who? Yeah, He's the third person of the Godhead. Think on that. Think on that.
And we cry and whine and beg. Let it be, as the Scripture said, understood in our hearts. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Can you tell yourself that? That God says to you, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Knowing that, identifying with that, identifying with that, we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. I will not fear what man can do to me. Didn't say that man won't do something to you. Didn't say the enemy won't rise up against you. Didn't say there won't be difficulties. What it says was, because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that I will not fear. I will not fear. Now, God's wanting to speak today. It shows that he already has. There's been testimony. We've heard of things that God has done. I'm sure all of us now will recognize that God has been performing work in your life. He's been changing you from what you were to what He wants you to be. You are not the same today that you were yesterday. You are different. When the evil one rises up, when just your own Stinking thinking rises up. And we can't, we can't always put that on the devil. When just your own stinking thinking is allowed to rise up in you, you need to stand against it. For the joy that is set before you. Because there's joy set before you, and that joy is not just for the by and by, it's for today. If you are here and you don't understand that, then right now is the time to receive Jesus Christ into your life. Right now is the moment to say, I need that in my life. I need that. Right now is the time. And if you have been given over to stinking thinking, you need to just go before the Lord and just say, forgive me. And thank Him that He already has 
and that He's got something good for you right now, despite what you were just thinking. He's got something good for you now. That is how good my God is. That's how good the kingdom walk is. Get in it. There were those that didn't hear. They chose not to hear. But we are given this opportunity to hear the voice of our Savior, our God, our King, Creator of heaven and earth. What a privilege. What a wonderful thing. Let's stand. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. We thank you, Lord, that you love us beyond measure. That you show yourself to us continually. You reveal yourself to us continually. That you direct our path. We recognize you, not just here while we're sitting in church where it's nice, but we recognize you on the job. We recognize you in the middle of the day. We recognize you in our homes. We recognize you at school. We recognize you, Lord God. Wherever we set our feet, we claim it for the kingdom of God and the purpose of God. Lord, thank you that we can walk through all of it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Lord, if there's someone here that does not know you, I trust that your Spirit is working mightily in their life right now. That you're speaking to them so that they can come to know you as Lord and Savior. And if you're that person, I invite you right now to come. Come right on up. We want to pray with you. We want to rejoice with you because I'll guarantee this, that when you take your step to to acknowledge whatever God is saying in your life, God will manifest Himself immediately right then to you. And you will know what God is saying to you. You'll know what God's doing. He'll fill your heart. Right then and there. So, when you get up here, we'll just rejoice with you. We'll just lift up voices of thanksgiving and praise. Because that's what's happened. It's already happened. It's already happened. Maybe you're, you need prayer for healing. Maybe you need your healing to manifest itself. Then we invite you to come. There'll be someone here to anoint you with oil and pray for you. I want you to come. Does anyone have a testimony? 
that you feel like you need to share right now? One of the things that I am encouraged by, moved by, thrills me, is when Josh speaks, he, he shares what he expects, and he expects the Spirit of God to move. We need to expect the Spirit of God to move in our everyday life. Isn't that right, Chuck? That's right. Every day. We need to expect the Spirit of God to move. You might be down in South Carolina. You might be in the middle of Atlanta. God, oh, Lord, help us. But wherever, you need to expect God to move. Now, you might be safer in the will of God right in the middle of Atlanta than up on Goshen somewhere. <laughs> There's no tell. Just as long as you're in the will of the Lord. Uh, following after following after God. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, if there's nothing else to be said, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Yes. I, I need my faith to increase to have changes made in my family. Their hearts would change after God. You hear that? Everybody extend your hands this way. Father, we just lift our sister up that her faith is strengthened, encouraged, and that those answers that she is seeking will come to pass. Father, that so lives will be changed, uh, some salvation, some just made stronger. Whatever it is, Lord, we thank you for that. And we exhort and edify and encourage one another. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. There you go. All right. It's done. It's done. I like that. Thank you.